don't hurt your I, neck. I saw you glaring at me as I because touched Because you're doing these things, you're reaching, and you you, you think you're healed, but you're, you're not. Re yeah, who, I'm reaching? You're reaching. Unless you're going to reach around. What's, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. What's your safe word? <laughs> Xanax. <laughs> And welcome back to What's Your Safe Pod. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today, ow, ow, ow. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm doing good. Are you kidding? I am. Today, we are back at it again, Daddy. And today, we are doing an AMA on relationships. We're giving y'all our relationship advice. And let me just say, while you are usually the biggest pain in my neck, this weekend, I had a fucking pain in my neck to the point where, and I was trying to be really lighthearted about it. I was posting about it just being like, y'all, I can't stream today or something like that. I think people thought I was dying. I went into a friend's stream today and she said, you were like dying or something, right? And I said, no. No, you couldn't move. Literally. And and by the way, you're not the greatest patient on the planet either. Um, what didn't I do nicely? <laughs> no, honestly, I thought I was being really like, I, I, I completely give daddy all the props for taking care of me. Uh, you were very kind. You were very patient. You were very loving. And I really appreciate it. I, I woke up. I'll, let me paint the story okay. before you berate me. I'm I woke not up. Berate you? I'm a, completely loving and supportive. You literally and... just said I was difficult. <laughs> in a loving way, though. I said anyway, it in a very loving way. I woke up last week yep. on Thursday morning at 6 a.m. and I said, oh no. I could not lift my head without feeling sharp, like a knife being stabbed in the back of my skull where my neck meets. I was in so much pain. It was not okay it was just <laughs> you're playing a little mini violin yeah, yeah. yourself <laughs> no but then the worst part was i was like oh god my door has a deadbolt so I, even to let you in when you when so you, you got texted up, me and you're like but i can't get up to unlock the door I, it, was, it was scary it was scary i was scared i know because i, I, I felt the first, panic so in your text i'm getting old Hi, gay. Oh, please. Anyway, what, what what about me was not appropriate? Um, no, you you were fine. Uh, so this all started at IML because of the shitty pillows at the Congress, Congress Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you slept wrong one night and you had a stiff neck, and then you. But th you know, thank God it didn't happen. This this part didn't happen while we were in IML. Chicago. You would that not have been, been able to get on Ooh. plane. Yeah, oh. that would have been painful. It would have, but I'm glad that it didn't, and I'm glad we got through it. Anyway, how was your week going, Daddy? I'm feeling much better today. I, I, can I move played my neck nursemaid all week. So. I said thank you. <laughs> no, I know. I'm I know. telling you how my week was. So it, making sure that you took your baclofen three times a day. Bless you. Putting icy hot on your neck and then putting a heating pad and then putting... I do have video evidence to show that you were being a little... You back. were being bratty. Uh -huh. So hang on. You were throwing uh -huh. things at me. If you look at that TikTok mm -hmm. video, you, you're throwing things at me. I have and I was being nothing unedited pleasant. version, Daddy. You I forget. was being so Pleasant. I have the un anyway. Uh, anyway, the fun thing is, if you're a Patreon and you can watch this podcast on the video, you can see Amp literally have to turn his entire body to look at me. Stop. He, or or you can see it's, all this it's, neck. Ooh. It's like he's pivoting on a My, stick no, or a dildo. Stop it. You're <laughs> so rotating. mean. You're so mean. No, I will have you know, people. People also this week during stream, I eventually was like able to sit straight to stream on Twitch, and people were like. You look really good. Have you been lifting weights? Well, that's what I said in the video. You like you have great posture. Your head, your no, oh, your head daddy, up high. Your look chest at my is neck. out. Do you notice anything missing? 
your collar. Yeah. People, we had to we had to break know, that off of you. Break it. I took my collar off because I didn't think it was gonna help to sleep properly. But people were like, you look different. You look fresher. <laughs> you Something's look fresher. not holding you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't look owned. Your collars, <laughs> your collar looks great. No. Um it, no, in a in a way that I was like, oh, thank you. I've never I haven't seen my neck in years. I put my <laughs> okay, neck out your there. Your collar's not that big. No, but... it's a pretty big collar. Yeah, I love my collar. Big. Trust, I'm 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 sad not having it on. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to keep it off. I'm just like people were giving me like different, you know, I was feeling I was feeling like, Well, your neck hmm. looks taller without a collar. The collar cuts it in half. Taller without a collar. Yeah. <laughs> Holler. <laughs> Stop. Speaking of hollering. I was like bouncing. Look at me bouncing. You're bouncing. Kind of move. You're bouncing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this may be just. Help me make this make sense of this. So I try my, every day. My favorite chicken every place day. that I usually get chicken and rice at. I hate it already. So <laughs> why are we talking about chicken and rice on a sex? Because podcast? understand this pricing. I don't understand this pricing. So give me the cock. They sell nice cock. Breast meat only for twelve ninety five. Okay, and white meat only for fourteen ninety five. And then if you want a mixture of them, it's $15.95. Make that make sense. The mixture means you're having half the expensive meat. So why wouldn't that be $13.95 in between? Because you're using half of the $12.95 and half of the $15.95. Why wouldn't you, or the $14.95, why wouldn't you make that $13.95? Because you're combining half meat. Right? Come on. You understand what I'm saying, right? Rarely, but also I totally tuned out there. No, I'm so sorry. So dark it might meat, be the pain meds. Dark meat, twelve dollars. No, no, we're, we're done. with White tea. meat, fourteen dollars. Daddy, a mixture of dark meat hungry. and white meat, thirteen. We're making dinner no, no, after this. Fifteen dollars. We're making dinner. It's after. more expensive to put half the, okay. the inexpensive meat Daddy. with the expensive meat. You know what we need what? to shave this a little bit oh with today's God. sponsor. <laughs> Thank you again, Manscaped. Now, I love a good daddy. I love a good father. I love a good father figure. And I like when my father is in a perfect figure or my daddy. Do you know what I just bought my dad for daddy's day? Did you really? I did. I did. And that's I used our offer idea. code. That's, that's funny. That's not a bad idea. At I, manscaped.com. I, I sent him a Manscaped razor. The lawnmower 4.0, yeah, with over uh, uh, 4,000 RPMs, a really actually useful on and off light, so you can get into all the crevices of your body. Now, Father's Day is right around the corner, and if you haven't got anything yet, I actually hadn't thought about it, but that's a good idea, Daddy. You should say you're gonna get I my mean, dad you talk that. about it every fucking week. It's true. Well, I think I, I'm I had, the fact that I haven't bought it for him at this rate is kind of. I know. Funny. I actually thought the same thing. I'm like. Oh my God, we've been pitching this for three years now and I haven't gotten my own dad I, for Father's Day a Manscaped Racer. It's a win-win solution for mom and dad, possibly. Oh, Or maybe you know, maybe your mom needs something too, but specifically for Father's Day, why not try out Manscaped? Again, they have the Lawnmower 4.0, which we've been raving about for forever. They have a 4,000 LED spotlight on there. It's a precise shave with one to four sizes in between. Now, I use it to keep my scruff a little scruffy, but you can keep you can keep it longer, shorter, all the way to the skin, but you're not gonna get 
and you're going to be reducing nicks and cuts. Yep. It's one of my favorite devices in the bedroom. Literally just use it for the podcast. Go check them out and maybe even get some crop mops, ball wipes, crop revivers, or ball toners and preservers. Again, to keep your body feeling good. You know what I did see at IML? Right. In our in the IML booth for Mr. S, someone had, had brought ball wipes. Did you see that? Oh, yes. I think it was Terry. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Terry. And his balls were smelling good, allegedly. I don't I, Maybe. <laughs> man, Manscaped ball wipes. <laughs> With Manscaped. And again, Daddy, what code? Watts20. At Manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped. Order now to get there for Father's Day. Yeah. And so, well, and when it comes to marketing, we are coming upon Pride season as well. Oh, How's your it's Pride, Pride Month on, again. It yeah. is Pride Month. Um, You know, actually, it's been underwhelming, truthfully, so far. It's been weird. It's been it's had an odd an odd vibe, and partly because of, of course, the, the there's been so much backlash, quote unquote, with Pride and mm-hmm. actual backlash. But like Bud Bud Weiser, right? Bud Light. Bud Light. Thank you. Bud Light was was sponsoring Dylan, and then they weren't. Targets getting attacked, and now they don't have stuff. And now that now over two hundred corporations are like, you have to restock your Pride campaigns and and your Pride merch are literally targeting Target. Ironically, ironically. Targeting Target to restock shit. And even today, there was breaking news that over 200 LGBTQ plus and allied organization called on Target to make sure that the business community spoke out against anti-extremist LGBTQ attacks. And it's more than just Target that's trying to be held accountable right now. But like, how do we draw that line? It's interesting, right? Because we were very happy to have the corporate money coming in and yeah. they were very happy to have this new gay money base, right? They wanted the gay dollar. As yeah. long as they didn't get pushback or blowback for supporting gays. I don't mind blowing back. But... <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> and now they're getting pushback because the conservatives are realizing, oh, uh, they support gay people. Um, but all these corporations have over the last 10 years. So they're just going back now and figuring that out because it wasn't marketed to them. Well, and it was a market that was untapped. And there was not every single gay has the most disposable income, of course. But when you don't have, a, you know, certain certain expenses and like kids, it you have a little bit of money sometimes. Gays tend to have a higher disposable income yeah. than a straight family with children. Because uh, they're spending it on their children, we're spending it on our dogs. No, but so, <laughs> but it's been just a weird, and it leaves me on my toes too. Like today, I was streaming on Twitch again. If you don't follow me on Twitch, I feel like I've said it five times. This is meant to be a story, um, but I got this raid from, and a raid is like when people send their audience after a stream mm-hmm. to a new person, and I got a raid. Usually, when you get a raid, it's like you know, sixty people, maybe seventy, a hundred, you know. I'm not a huge streamer. I'm middle middle of the, the, the road. I got a rate of 1,400 people. Oh, that's good. Yes, but have you heard of a hate raid? Is that where they? It's like they they're they're attacking gay people. Yeah. yeah. So my first week on Twitch, I had a hate raid because this was back before they started kind of moderating this a bit better. But I had a 20 or 200 people that raided me and called me F slurs and bad words. So I have this PTSD to any raids that are huge. And the second that these people came in, this is all this is all relevant, I swear, because gays and money. The second that this raid came in, a bunch of new people followed and immediately said, make us monetize, make us pay you, play the ads, make money off of us. And I'm just like, ah, wait, oh, uh, uh, 
Welcome rate. Is this a hate? I'm so literally it was, like, it was a spam. Is this rate. a spam hate rate? I'm so confused. But well, then people, not, they weren't hating on you. They won your money. No, but usually those people don't then follow up. But this isn't a hate rate. We this is a real rate. And they're all like, make us watch ads. Make us watch ads. Play 10 minutes of ads. Monetize off of us. Make money. And I'm just like. So did you play an ad and see if they did it? Well, so for a second there. And I was like, the, the raid came from the stock guy. Which was really funny. What's the stock guy? The Does stock he, guy he put you in stocks and oh, beat your balls. That's what I thought at first, but then I was like, no, uh, wait, the stock market. They uh, literally he mo he he works in money and how to make money online. Mm. I mean, I, and again, thank you to the stock guy for for the raid. I was just very flabbergasted. So and I thought was I was getting raid. attacked. It was a real raid, but then he's like, it's Pride Month. You're gay. Make money off of us. Uh, and I was like, so that's nice. You know, I'm okay with that. So then I played like four minutes of ads, which is a long time, but for 1400 people is a decent amount of money. Like that's a pretty okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But it was the weirdest thing. And then he stuck around and he was, they were like asking sex ed questions. Oh, so like it was so really friendly and nice. But at the same time I was like, is this pride? Like, are we so accepted now that people expect us like to take their money? I did. <laughs> I did. But that's just, Hey, that, that is how on our toes that and like, kind of feeling we are when we see love like targeted at us because oh, the, uh, the hate always comes with it we're generally weary of that because we have been persecuted our entire lives for being gay um yeah. but, then but what's interesting is that's actually very clever marketing if you think about it from the stock guy because if they show <laughs> love towards a gay audience then Part of your gay audience is going to turn and support them. Yes, but then also some of the people that came in with that that raid, that love raid, mm -hmm. had been followers of the channel already because it they they weren't new to the chat. Like I could so see, so they that. must have suggested you, possibly. But it was just really kind. And then like uh, someone was like, "What's your what's that thing? What's this?" Thing? And so, for whatever reason, I was showing them chastity devices at one point, and <laughs> I forget why. But <laughs> it was a really nice experience, and I made some money off of that. But it was really which made me just kind of like think about rainbow capitalism and of course with pride coming up we we the gay dollar is powerful right. we'd like to see the gay dollar but there was a time and a place where we didn't need to have these corporations on our side and it didn't feel as scary when they were actually involved and makes you think like and it makes you question what these corporations even care about well they care about money right <laughs> that's sure what, that's the what corporations Terrible. And I mean, but that's just capitalistic we got, society. So rainbow washing, which is when corporations only support during Pride or when it's beneficial to them, and then disappear every other month when trans people are being attacked, no. when gay rights are being literally ousted in five hundred plus bills, like all these bad things happen. And the, where did the corporations go? You know. So and I believe corporations thought of this as good PR because if they're showing love to it is. a. Uh, a community that is um, uh, marginalized, marginalized. Thank yeah. you. Um, that gives them good vibes, you know, and so Coca-Cola and they have budgets that they can do that. Um, and then, you know, so over time, they've inserted the, their dollars and their presence in our parades and our festivals and everything. And we've been happy with that. Although lately, I've, a lot of people are like, okay, too much, too much corporation. I know. Pride. But now when Target started to back off of selling merch, we're like, oh, wait, don't leave us. Well, <laughs> so it is yeah. this balancing act we have with corporations. We want their love and support. 
and their dollar, uh, but we don't want them injecting themselves into (laughs) into our culture, right? We don't want gay to be a brand. But then you have to think about it. For instance, the Target shit that's been happening, Mm -hmm. of course, it's it's a few targeted instances and people online being like snowflakes, ironically enough, the the whiny Republicans. But then when you think about it, it's people's jobs. It's gay people's jobs to make that merch and and I think be in on the joke about some of it and make it camp and make it fun, but also positive for, for the community. Like, should we not support those workers or should we tell those workers to just fuck off and get another job? You know, you like, for instance, you were showing me something before the podcast, oh, yeah. an excerpt about <clears throat> gay capitalism, the rainbow washing, but also like allyship is not something that you back down. Like being an ally should include the uncomfortable parts. Being an ally is not something that is about being comfy all the time and you get the, oh my God, thank you so much without the, hey, we need some help and you should get our back if you're an ally kind of shit. Yeah, so my friend Chris Brooks, who's been on on guard a couple times uh, and done some political stuff for us, uh, wrote on his Facebook wall last night, and I thought it was very interesting. He said, at a certain point in time during the gay rights movement a decade ago or so, there were many straight and gay people that came out to say, oh, discrimination doesn't happen anymore. That's a thing of the past. And that was in response to companies like Target and Bud Light coming out to support LGBTQ plus pride, finally. And then this year, we've seen the bigotry come out of the woodwork. The bigotry we always knew was there under the surface. Companies like Bud Light and Target got but a small taste of what it's been like uh, what it's been like for us on the receiving end of that hatred. The very same hatred that gay people have had to face for decades. We have faced losing our jobs for being gay. We have faced losing friends for being gay. We have faced losing family for being gay. But Light and Target had the option to pull their support in the yeah. same way that gay people have the option to go back into the closet, which is what their goal is. I'm not sure I can blame them, but it's a lesson learned for companies that if they want to support LGBT plus causes, that they better pony up more than a fucking ro- rainbow. It takes more than putting a rainbow sticker on something to signal that you support the LGBTQ community. We have to expect more. And I think that's a really good point because the companies so far that have supported us haven't had blowback. Mm-hmm. And there's <laughs> there's a reason we have pride to begin with. It is for visibility and to say, hey, we are tired of being persecuted. We are equal humans. And um, I don't think corporations fully got that no, and I like the analogy Chris used. I don't know about the back in the closet analogy fully because no, being, I kind of yeah, think that's, I think that is applicable because, because it's safety. No, because that's what gay people have done for years, right? We are able to blend if we want to. To avoid, we're resilient as fuck to to avoid persecution, sure. right? And so are corporations. They're able to back out their support and say hey oh no we didn't we didn't mean that and that's that, not that's good not our gay that's friend. not good rainbow inclusion at all that's bad capitalism that's also bad allyship and we should call them out for that bullshit but does that mean we persecute them 
or do we give them a chance to do better? Like the Dodgers, for instance, right, we Dodgers literally did a podcast. <laughs> we sent that energy out there. And I think the Dodgers heard us telepathically and then immediately told the sisters, you know what? We heard y'all on the What's a Safer podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's totally us. Very that much that. that. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But, no, um, but we gave them a chance. And and they handled that situation perfectly. But they got huge blowback. Yeah. And so the conservatives right now are feeling empowered because of what they did to Bud Light mm. and what they know that they are doing to Target. And in Target, it, which is a national Huge. corporation in many states, Huge. in the southern states, they're saying, hey, this is not okay that you support gay people. And Target now has a challenge in front of them. Uh, are we going to continue to all I, across the board yeah or are we going to roll it back in some stores? so i think that this, that's why this pride season is going to be a little tricky i think that's why it's going to be a little scary i think that's why you and i are actually very much like i don't know if i want to go to pride this year at least the parade like we want to go to our queer events we want to see our people but like i don't i don't want to go to a thing that might get scary well we've we've talked about this right and yeah. we did a whole episode on on guard about this mm -hmm. about pride and what pride is and notice how we're saying pride and not gay uh, we've taken the gay out of pride. Uh, True. And we've and, also taken the ride out and calling it a party now. And now it's been a party. And these corporations celebrating don't want a, a riot. They want a party. And it's been in part celebrating how uh, 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 we now have gay marriage. Uh, we have gotten a lot of the rights we've been fighting for. Yeah. But while we're partying, we're not watching that those rights are being pulled back slowly. Yeah. Actually, not so slowly. Very and quickly. we are now being attacked very publicly and visibly through legislation, mm -hmm. attacking drag queens, attacking trans communities. Um, and it's coming from the South and it's making its way North and West. Speaking of North though, it, I think that, I think that the, the way we curtail this conversation for today, because we have a we have a whole podcast of answering your guys' relationship questions today. It's a Q&A kind of AMA question. A, ask our asses anything. Um, I think if you were talking about going north, there's been so much positives as well from companies. And I think we should highlight those. For instance, Chipotle, which for food that is not good for bottoming, they've been the most supportive <laughs> of our, our bottoms. And they're not they're not gay bottom friendly. Well, yeah, not quite. But they they have always had initiatives of like queer allyship. Top pride. <laughs> Are you a taco or a burrito them. person? Yeah. Do you remember that campaign that they ran? No. Taco or burrito. It was a it was a flop. Or how much they went and they did homo estas. Do you remember that campaign? No, I missed We'll get into that. Okay. Could, we'll get into that. Okay. Some of these corporations do come out and they they support us. If we're going to talk about going north, we have to talk about a really good one, which is North Face. Have you seen the North Face's branding? No. Okay, this is Patagonia. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual, and today I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHGTV community. So is this this year? Yeah, this is this year. And they have doubled down. They've said, we don't care about your homophobia, your conservatism. Like, we, well, we just want to be supportive of the community, you know? And I think this is where we are really going to see who supports us. I mean, Disney is another corporation to look at right now and, and fighting Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. um, and they're actually still, they're, they're having our back so far. Uh, 
and in a, in a time when it could financially hurt them. And that's where uh, the rubber meets the road here is when it starts to affect a corporation's pocketbook supporting us. And that's what I'm curious about is like, if Target lost those conservative people that are whining online, mm -hmm. do you think that they would actually lose that much money? Like, I, I'm curious, and that's why I think this year is going to be weird, because I think next year they'll be able to look at their numbers and be like, did this hurt us? Does, like, how would this work out? And are the homophobes really someone we want to market to and make money off of anyway? Question mark? Yeah. I think that it's important that we go into Pride with our, our best feet forward, or maybe our best, <laughs> our best jackets from North Face forward, and just hope for the best, but hold our companies accountable and be there for each other which is partly what we're doing today as far as relationships go, because I decided just because my neck's been killing me, you've been a pain in my neck. Let's talk about other people's pains okay, in their necks. Okay, so you all heard that, right? Yeah, and we're it, talking it, about pains in necks. He's being difficult. difficult. No, 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 I'm, I'm not attacking him. I'm not, what? Wow, okay, Everybody a little aggressive that. over there. Are you okay? Jesus. I mean, you- Stop you, gaslighting me. <laughs> and today we are doing an AMA on relationships. So answering questions about kink, maybe masturbating, maybe dating, maybe how to be poly, directly from you guys. And if you, for instance, might have questions in the meantime, daddy, where can they, we, let's plug stuff. Cause people are always like, where do I ask the questions? Are you following us on our Twitter? Usually Twitter is the best place. Cause we'll post a, a, a question on Twitter and then we'll get a million responses. Or Instagram. Sometimes we'll put the little question bar on our stories. So make sure you're following us there. Let's get into the questions. Okay. Now, as, as y'all know, we might be sex educators. Would you Maybe, say, yeah. would you say that? I think we're sex influencers. Oh, oh, I hate the word influencer. <laughs> I, <know laughs> I like to influence sex, so. <laughs> uh, instigators. Sex instigators. instigators. How's that? I like that. I sex instigator. I like that. Anyway, why why are you an instigator? Like, why are you why are you someone people should listen to? Do you think? Uh, well, I've directed porn for 30 years, so I know my way around sexuality. Uh, let's see what else. That's it. <laughs> you've done porn. I'm a porn director. You've heard stories. We've both experienced many things in the I've realm of kink. I've worked in the, the sex the industry hard over 30 years. I've seen and done it all at this point. So let's just get into it. And the first yeah. question is from Flint, who asks, how do you approach telling your partners you have a new kink, especially if it's more taboo? And there are so many people, at least three I've already seen in this thread, of people saying, how do you talk about new kinks? We always get this question, but Daddy, what is your 2023 answer for how to introduce a partner to new kinks? Like it's Christmas. Yeah. You get to do this you with me. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. But what if it's taboo? Well, mm. explain how this turns me on. Okay. And it's very hard for me to tell you that because I don't want to be judged. But this is what turns me on. And I would love to do it with you. Okay. Um, if, if. If you're not into it, that's fine. Yeah. But how do you feel about if I get that on the side and then come home and snuggle? With sure. You? Opening up. I mean, some people are not going to be cool with opening up. Yeah. And and that's going to be a hard. That's, that's a hard point sometimes not to be confused with a but, hard point in a tying. This but, is something I really need. But I've been in relationships in a like while, that. Just once in a while. I don't yeah. Need it like every month or every day or every week. I just yeah. I need to scratch that itch once in a while. And I guarantee if I do, I'm going to be so much happier and pleasant when I'm with you. Yeah, because if you think about it, if someone is upset or anxious or is holding resentment for a thing that you aren't 
allowed to do, mm-hmm. that's not going to be good. Oh, and I, I've lived in that. I was in a kink discoordinate relationship for nine years and he wouldn't let me be kinky and I have resented I, him so much. Have I ever told you, I've mentioned the, the badness of the relationship, but have I ever told you of when I was in a kink discordant relationship? And actually this is a really good uh, question right here who says, uh, 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 how do you talk to your partner? about kinks especially when there's a kink discordant relationship i think this kind of segues into it really nicely so i had a partner Mm -hmm. who knew i was into bondage Mm -hmm. was not going to open up and we'd been together three ish years at that point we i think our full relationship ended around four Mm -hmm. so we didn't last long after that but um i had held out on the kinks for a while they knew i was kinky i watched my bondage porn they weren't into it and when i finally had that conversation of like i kind of need this would you like to be a part of this wonderful journey? I'd listen to Dan Savage. I made it Christmas, not cancer. You know, yeah. it was something we got to do together. Yeah. And if you approach it like, I'm really into. Oh, I was bondage. super positive I'm about so it. I'm so sorry. I was super positive about it. <laughs> That's not the way to approach this. Yeah. But it was like, it was bondage. It wasn't even something a little bit more extreme at the time. For me, extreme would have been like chastity or something. A little bit more toy driven that has, you know, power play to it. It was bondage. You know, tie me up, edge me. I would have been happy. Um, and we looked for like a, a couple's therapist who specialized in bondage, like literally someone who came to your house and taught you rope ties. Oh, that's very oddly specific. It was that. Oh, I'm very that expensive. Job. I could do that. Very job. expensive. Oh my God. I could charge for it. Stop it. Great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, if you guys need a bondage therapist, I'm daddy, your, you can contact me. my story. Okay. My story. Sorry. Sorry. If you can, if you want to hire daddy, talk, contact him. <laughs> but so I, that didn't work out. We learned some knots, but like, it was weird. And then there was one night where he was like in a real good mood. He's like, you know what? We're going to do this fun, sexy date night. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, sorry, I'm not laughing because it was bad, but it was so silly. He's, he said, you're going to come home from work at 6 PM. The door is going to be closed. The curtains are going to be drawn. There's, he put like, a, so I, I come home, there's a candle on the kitchen table. I can see through the curtains, which are kind of dark. And so like, we never lit a candle. So like, Ooh, sexy times. I, it, there's a piece of paper on the door that says, put on the blindfold. Like it was kind of sexy. There was a piece of paper. It was on lined paper. Like it was ripped out of a notebook, but it said, put on the blindfold and come inside and just let me take control. And, and my partner was not super controlling. So I was really trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. I eventually get inside. I put the blindfold on. It's a really scratchy, like not a nice blindfold. He went to the sex toy shop down the street. It yeah. wasn't great. And he takes me into the bedroom and like, it's kind of clunky. Like we kind of, ow, oh, ow. He sits me down on the bed and I start getting undressed. And then he gets flustered during the knots because he's trying to do knots uh-huh. to the point where he gets uh-huh. anxious. Poor thing. Then he gets frustrated uh-huh. and I can hear it all happening. Yeah. Then I hear him go to the other room, look at like a tutorial, come back. <laughs> at least he was trying. He was trying, but then he's so hard. he almost stuck the landing and I gave him all the points until the very end where he's like, we just can't do this. And like killed the mood, and oh. I was like, "I'm so sorry." So he tried too much at too too too, too much at once. Yeah, and, and I think that's I I've seen this problem before yeah. because your partner wants to be supportive, so they are going to bring every toy in the cook in the in the jar and just lay it out and try to do everything that they don't know how to do. Well, all at once, and so it didn't end great. And then it ended with like I don't even understand why you're into this stuff. Right, and it got shamey, and and I was like, oh, that's not cool. And then that's where I was like, well, why don't we try to open up? Which is an option, which is an option. But you have to be on the same page about that. And that in relationship, 
I was not. He and I were on different wavelengths, sexually, kink-wise. I think he was kinky, but he didn't like express any. And then when I was like, let's open up, and he's like, no, no, no. I ended up finding out he was cheating on me. Which, again, I wasn't even mad when I found out. I was like, so, we could have opened our relationship. I, I, I was literally like, <laughs> I just need to be tied up every once in a while. That was it. Yeah. And you like, could have why, done that with someone else. Yeah. And you could have had your little boy toy on the side too. And I would have been fully supportive. Right. But now you cheated on me and you fucked it up. Yeah. Like I was, I was, you know. So, so. I have a story that you, Go. I don't think you've ever heard this story. I uh, so when stories. I, I oh. turned 40, so I was in a kink discordant relationship. They knew I was kinky. I was on their ass about having, we weren't even having sex. Yeah. We weren't Aww. even having vanilla sex. Oh. So he thought he was going to give me a really good birthday surprise kind of thing. Surprises are never the good idea. So he talked to a friend of ours, a mutual friend who had a dungeon. And so oh. he thought, okay. And he he's like, I'm going to give Chris a kidnapping fantasy. Oh. Right? I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. This is zero so sixty, though. He, <laughs> should be kidnapping fantasies are very hard to to put together. Oh my and god, set up. especially if you're not into kink and don't know what you're doing. Oh so, no, so, <laughs> no. He okay. tied my hands behind my back, put me in the trunk of our car, <laughs> and then because okay, this person's dungeon was only like half a block away, he drove around <laughs> like the block five or six times over these bumps i'm like in the back of this car going bump, 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 still kind of hot it's you're like, still, no, still i was at this point it's like where the fuck what is happening anyway gets me out he doesn't know how to tie knots he's trying to be all dommy tied me down to this bench and so he just kind of uh, wails on me with this flogger that he finds in the du dungeon <gasps> but he's going too hard too fast there's no there's no nuance there's no he, everything he's he doing, literally went from zero to 60 he went from zero to 60 100 so it wasn't there's no connection there was um it was just too brutal too fast and i think that's what a lot of people think kink is uh... when you tell them that you're into kink they are picturing you being hurt in a dungeon and degraded and da da da, which is hard to do with a loved one. Um, and if your expectation is a porn scene, yeah, that was the, that was, and the that's thing. what he was trying to do was be uh, a porn dom, and it just it just landed so flat. Um, it, but uh, I was like, oh, at least you tried. Thank you for the one I, sex we yeah. had all year. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, this next question then from Master Dom says, how do you leave a relationship? Like, how to best leave a relationship after you are done, but the other party might not be. It's tough. So uh, any any breakup is tough, and it's tough on both parties. Um, yeah. There is, and it's hard when you're going through a breakup, because you still have feeling. There must have been something that brought you together, right? Yeah, you so like the person. So there must have been some good times that brought you together. Um, but when a relationship ends, which sometimes they inevitably do because people rarely grow in the same direction at the same time in the same pace. You, cur um, you curve a little to the left. I go straight up, you know? Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's tough and then so p part of you doesn't want to hurt the other person yeah. part of you wants to be there for their hurt which is probably the worst thing you can do because then you're giving them false hope um in a breakup like that you kind of have to sense be sensitive make 
it all about what your feelings are and what's not working for you without making them feel bad about who they are. Um, oh yeah. And then letting their friends be, because they're going to go through a mourning period. They're going to be hurt. There is no way around that. It, hurt is going to happen. Uh, yeah. So th the best you can do to get out of a relationship is be the least hurtful you possibly can. Yeah, you got to, in every sense of the way, you, you just got to take the high road mm -hmm. most times. And that's hard to do for some people because you want to be so indignant and like, this is justified and this is blah, blah, blah. But do you want to look back in a few years and be mad and upset with that person? Well, and that's the problem with breakups is because somebody's getting hurt and someone's doing the hurting, um, unless it's mutual. Um, it turns to anger very quickly yeah. and then things are said that can't be retracted. Um, there are things and people get mean yeah. <laughs> through breakups. The best breakup I ever had, and it wasn't with the bondage guy. <laughs> I hope he's getting some good sex somewhere. Um, was with, um, a partner who's no longer with us. Um, but it ended super well because we, we did our thing. It was kinky. It was kind of open. We were both navigating and having fun. And then we got to this point where he was just like, I can't get into your kinks. They're just not my kinks. I don't understand it. And it was specifically around puppy plays. Like, I don't get this. I feel like I'm degrading you. It just isn't working. And it's making it hard for me to connect with you, period. And I said, you know what? I respect that. And I felt it. Like, what, do, what does that mean for us? And it was like a little sad, but it was like the most, it was the most positive breakup because we both were like a little cryy. And we were both like, we, I still love you. I still love you. But like, this isn't going to work. My career is going this way. Your career is going that way. And our, our sex lives, literally, we can't enjoy together or apart. Well, it sounds like what he did there was he made it about what his feelings exactly. are. Exactly. He didn't make it about you ha having the wrong kink and being crazy. Yeah. It's just, he this is understand. not for me exactly. and it's not working for and, me. And you know what my response was? I can't be mad about that. Yeah. That's really honest and fair. And I appreciate that. And if this isn't working out and we're not feeling it and we're not vibing, like absolutely. And to this day, like I was really sad about that breakup, but at the same time we were such good friends after that mm -hmm. still. And, and, and we're. it's possible to be kink discordant in a kinky kinky relationship too. Uh, I yeah. had this with a partner before that one uh, where their kink was uh, just to be encased in latex and tightly immobilized for hours. Oh, that sounds easy. Just do it in the other room and then you can get work done. You would think so, right? No, that's a lot of work. Lot I of didn't work. get anything out aside. of that. Yes. So there, I was like, okay, this is just me doing all the work of putting you. I, I wasn't getting it. I need a return uh, emotionally uh, to do that. For and sure. So it wasn't working for us. We had different kinks. Um, and there's nothing wrong with his kinks and there's lots of people who are into that and just being drones and rubber objects. <laughs> and I think they're hot, yeah, uh, but that was drone. his only kink yeah. and it wasn't working for me. And so that's why communication is important. Um, I think we beat that relationship up. No, I don't, that, nope. Yeah. Um, next, next question. Next, we, we answered that. Um, which actually this kind of is relevant as well. Mm -hmm. It comes from bearded and over it bearded i'm sorry you're over it but i hope you have a good beard who says what are some best practices or advice to make everyone feel included and satisfied and if you don't have a good beard get a manscaped razor oh okay. stat so true <laughs> um and in sex or out of sex but they say especially group sex um actually 
So when it comes to balancing, as far as best practices, it's communication. Communication is huge. Mm. But I also find, especially if we're talking about group sex situations, whether it's poly or not, um, because there's a lot of poly questions we'll get into as well. It's so important to give your partner this baseline of where you're at when things are weird or when you want to do something. And sometimes over communication is my favorite thing. Daddy will roll his eyes because I communicate too. What much. happens if they respond to an email right away? Shush, you. I hate emails. They stress me out, okay? But no, 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 no. But, but it's it's immediate communication. No, but I really I want to it's true. Speaking of communication though, I really so I saw this thing today that was shared with me. And okay. you haven't seen it yet, but I want to show it to you because okay. it's relationship advice that I really like, but also that it, it just speaks to me on a communication level because it's simple. It opens a door. It's just listen in. Everyone says marriage should be 50-50. It's the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. It's never 50-50. Yeah. Ever. And so what we do is we quantify where we are. So if Steve comes home and he'll be like, I got 20. Just in terms of energy. Just energy, investment, kindness, patience. I'm at a 20. And I'll be like, I'll cover you. I got you, brother. Like, I'll pull the 80. Sometimes we come home, which we have done a lot. My mom has been sick and I'll say, I've got 10. And Steve, like two days ago said, I'm riding a solid 25. So we know that we have to sit down at the table anytime we have less than a hundred combined and figure out a plan of kindness toward each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because the thing is marriage is not something that's 50, 50. A partnership works when you can carry their 20 or they can carry your 20. And that when you both just have 20, you have a plan where you don't hurt each other. Everyone says. That's actually amazing. I, yeah, no, I saw that today and I was like, you know, you and I communicate well when things get heated, like she's talking about there, Mm -hmm. when someone gets out of sorts or gets, you know, she has low energy, but I've never heard about it. Like you've heard the spoon analogy, right? No. Like, oh, it's an analogy where everyone has like, you only have so many spoons in your silverware drawer. Sure. And use that for like your time in the day. So you, you just waste or not wasted. You just used three spoons for a business meeting and then you use two spoons for a podcast. And then you have two spoons for dinner. Like you only have so many spoons in your silverware. Seems kind of wasteful. Why don't you just okay, wa- wash mind. the spoon? But that's an analogy that, that I like, but doesn't really express some days you're at like a hundred. Yeah. I'm, I'm always at a 20. So this is great. If you could just be at an 80 no. and I'll be at a 20, that's great. Well, I this, love this. <laughs> so to Bearded's question, I think it's really important to be upfront about where you are some days, what your energy's like mm. and how supportive and into things you can be for a partner. We kind of do that. I mean, we don't say yeah. the number system, but you, you can say I'm a little drained today and yeah. I'll be like, okay, great. I, I'll, I'll handle this meeting. But in this system, which this was from Renee Brown, Mm-hmm. Uh, in this system, you're able to say, Hey, here's where I am. Here's my, my, my energy level, which I like as like a gamer, you know? So again, always a 20. I know. And <laughs> you can also say, Hey, I see that. I hear that. Here's where I'm at. How can we, and I love the way she finishes it. How can we best navigate this so that neither of us get hurt? Hurt each other. Because that is what a relationship should be about. This yeah. is what a sexual encounter if in the best practices, a polydynamic should be about. Is you both coming together, sometimes literally, sometimes not at all, but you are able to experience each other and walk away not hurting each other is because the you're a team. Correct. So you're you're using the relationship as a team Correct. where you're helping each other. I not really hurting each other. I, I really found an alignment with that when someone showed that to me the other day. And I was like, I really like that process. 
So like maybe try just giving your partner your battery level. Treat them like a Pokemon. Like your your Pikachu is at 20%. How can you peek at me and we both get to 100, you know? Whether it's sexual or not. But Bearded also follows up by saying... You lost me with the Achoo thing, but whatever. Bless you. Bearded also asks about like, how are you making sure everyone's satisfied with group sex? What are some best practices in your own mind? Because threesomes well, always end up with someone that's always like a little like, mm, I didn't get the sex. Okay. Experience. Well, first of all, you don't always have to have group sex. I mean, are they True. saying that poly relationships are all about group sex? No, but they're okay. asking for like best practices for group sex, especially. Okay, group sex. Do something that includes everyone. On like, if if everyone's into some bondage, have two people tie up one person and play with them. Because you and I have done this before. Let's mm-hmm. let's use our own experiences. We've had boys or special. We've had group sex before where we, you and I were both doms because mm-hmm. we're tops mm. <laughs> and we had two subs. And how do we navigate that in a respectful way? Uh, you, we kind of tag team them. Correct. Yeah. In, in a consensual, fun, sexy way. And, so, and and I really enjoy that, too, because it takes a lot of the pressure of having to do all the work yourself. So I could be like working on the upper half of the boy and you're working on the lower half and and making sure the other person's feeling yeah attended to but also when we got not bored by any means both boys were great but like when we both wanted to we were able to say like hey you want like you and i were literally doing like sign language yeah one boy was in a sleep sack and the other one had his literal face in your boot it's I literally think. the sign language we do in a podcast if you're a patreon you see us sometimes <laughs> like okay stop talking <laughs> not touching can't be not mad touching. not touching can't be mad um I would say that that having a game plan, super helpful. Communicate, yeah. like let someone know where you're at before the, the scene even starts. Don't just tie up your partner, put him in the backseat of a, a car and then start wailing on them with a fucking like whip. Like that's probably not going to end well. No, not a greatest 40th birthday, no. But if it's also a group of people you're having sex with that you appreciate and enjoy, decompress. Ask them what went well and what went bad. Because mm-hmm. just because the first time wasn't super satisfying for everyone doesn't mean that people didn't enjoy themselves and doesn't mean that it couldn't be 100% satisfying the next time. And I, more to that fact, I, I think part of what they're asking about, too, is make sure you pay attention to everybody in the room. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times in group sex situations, uh, people will gravitate to who oh, is like on the traditionally hot spectrum and then other people feel left out. Um, so make sure everyone feels included. And if you have a partner... Like, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go play with this sexy daddy. Are you good? And you'll be like, yeah, I got these guys are going to go. They're going to rip my nipples off. And I say, you, good, good <laughs> high five, you know, get out there. Go, daddy, go. And, and making sure everyone's expectations are at least mostly met or that everyone's on the same page and that everyone's going to have something fun to do is also super helpful. I think we answered the shit out of that question. All right. Um, Jave Wong says, how to get into a relationship. God damn it, Jay. Dutch Dizzy dude said... <laughs> how to get into a relationship <laughs> that i don't know how to answer for you <laughs> dating sites are helpful everyone um, does it differently too so yeah, relationships yeah. happen i mean it's not really something you can look for I, I think they're being funny oh, okay but i like that you're taking it seriously no i mean a lot of relationships happen happen when you don't look because the pressure of looking makes uh the other person feel like you are desperate <laughs> especially if they're not into exhibitionism or voyeurism that could make them nervous i'm looking at you right now barely because your neck can't turn shut up <laughs> <laughs> anyway case in point no daddy i'm looking at you because 
our relationship didn't start out as a relationship. No, it was a puppy daddy relationship. Yeah, it was very much open. It was very unstructured. It was yeah. very like, uh, whatever we're doing, it's something. Because I didn't want a relationship when I first met you. I was like, I mean, have you seen me? I was, you're a lot of work. Oh, so okay. I was that like, was not that was not permission to be shady. Um, no, but I I, I want to mirror what you're saying, which is don't try so hard sometimes. And then it'll come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being serious. I'm being serious because some people try too hard. They push people away. Mm. They're too clingy on dating apps. They send too many messages. It feels weird maybe for the other person. Step back sometimes. Take a breath. And just let you enjoy you be, first. Be yourself. Be you. Don't try so hard to be something you think that other person you. wants in a relationship. Get a sex toy. No. <laughs> Do you. Because that's, at the end of the day, if you're not happy with yourself, how the hell are you going to make someone else happy? There's some, there, that's, there's a RuPaulism. <laughs> RuPaul's going to sue you. <laughs> I'd like to see that happen. No, wait. She has so many one-liners. Like, I, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Or, you know. No, I don't. Never mind. Next okay. question. <laughs> um, this one comes. Go piss, from, girl. I don't need to piss. Thank you. Um, Anon Fox says, "What would you say is the difference between a casual relationship, ethical non-monogamy, and poly?" Wait, what? Ca casual relationship, ethical non-monogamy, and poly. This is getting to the poly territory. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me ethical non-monogamy. Um, that's a new being term for open, me. being open. I so the a casual relationship is something that's very casual. There's no structure. You guys might be casually dating. Go go on a few dinner dates. So that usually happens when you're freshly yeah. meeting someone. It's, it's a fresher. So so you don't have the right to say. You can't go on dates with anyone else. Yeah. You haven't gotten further far enough in your relationship to establish those boundaries. Yeah. Right. Um, ethical non-monogamy or monogamish or even open is kind of the, the second category. If we're if we're going on like a tier system, tier mm -hmm. one, early level, not as many expectations is that 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 just casual dating. Mm -hmm. That second step is where you start to structure things. Right. This is so where you're then saying, you guys have this to have we the, are. this the 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 rules that you both abide by and agree to, which could be uh, when I'm away on business trips, you can play on the side. Yeah. When we're home, we don't play with anyone else, um, or we only play with other people together, or those types of rules that you establish where other outsiders come into your relationship. Yeah. And the structure that you provide for that. And then that final part. So that was ethical non-monogamy, openness, open-ish, monogamish, whatever you'd like mm -hmm. to call it. There's it's, some structure. Sometimes it's a don't ask, don't tell kind of policy Could be. too. There's some structure, but you are in a relationship that you have. <laughs> Until one of you gets an STI okay. and you have to explain it. <laughs> or your partner kink shames you. And then that final part, a polyamorous relationship, which I feel like a lot of people try to gravitate towards after trying open if it didn't work. Yeah. Because... It is that I think polyamory is the next step after that, where you're super structured. You've got your rules in place. There's not as many gray areas that you're not structuring, if that makes sense. You have your open parts to that relationship, maybe, but you have your primary. You and I are our primaries in a relationship, mm -hmm. and we have our rules here or there besides that. Whether we have a veto power or whether we are dating someone or whether it's a triad or whether it's like anarchy versus hierarchy there's so much there's more so many different types there. of polyamory but yeah. like you just said usually polyamory comes after opening up a relationship and that's usually because one partner in that open when you had an open relationship started to have feelings towards someone that they were 
and so tries to bring it into the family, so to speak. And sometimes mm -hmm. that works out and sometimes it does not. Yeah. And in those open or monogamous relationships, you're open to have sex with people, but it's not. So here's the thing is it sex versus like emotion. So physical mm. sex is happening in a casual relationship, physical sex with other people in an open. But your emotions, when you get to poly, your emotions should be pretty dead set on that other person or persons if it's poly. And that's the big difference. You're being sexually open, but emotionally you're com being committed to that primary partner. And you might have more than one partner in poly, mm. right? Yeah, that you're emotionally attached to. Yeah. yeah. So you have to also talk about the emotions, both physically, emotionally as well. And that's you know? where it gets complicated. Yeah. And, and that's where being able to talk and communicate is the most important thing you could possibly do. Because if you have those emotions and you don't talk about it, mm -hmm. uh, your partner has no idea what's going on. Very fair. Yeah. Um, I like this next one. <laughs> And a lot of people ask this, uh, Vixen says, how do you manage your time and boundaries? Not only being Demi, but then other people ask about poly. So first of all, how do you manage poly relationships when it comes to time? Spreadsheet. Um. <laughs> a Google calendar. I'm not kidding. Yeah, just, it does help. Me and daddy had so many, like, we would just bicker because it's like, oh, well, I'm doing this and you're doing that. I didn't know that. Well, that like, wasn't on the calendar. What are you talking exactly. about? And then I, the longest time you didn't want to have my calendar on your calendar because there was too many things. And I realized that and I cut it back. Mm -hmm. You have to compromise, but you add those calendars Make sure your partner knows because it's it's so much easier for daddy to be like, I have this thing on Friday. I'm like, you know what? I saw that. Thank you. Yeah. Then for you to be like, hey, by the way, tomorrow I have this thing. I'm like, fuck, we planned this thing, though. And then you're like, but it wasn't on the calendar. And I was like, but you weren't on the calendar. <laughs> so like, it's really helpful to have a calendar. <laughs> but Diction asks specifically. But if you're going to do a poly relationship, real, realize time management is the biggest hurdle yeah. you will ever face. Yeah. That and booking hotel rooms. Well, well. <laughs> figuring out where you're sleeping is yeah. very important bed bed situation and but vixen specifically asked when it comes to time management and again tons of time management questions um about being demisexual while exploring new relationships do you struggle with people who are sexually interested in you but you're unsure how to move forward what do you do as an and what do you do as an outcome Okay. okay, you're gonna have to answer. I know, this one, I know, and this is where I'm still navigating this and figuring it out because I feel like sometimes I don't get the hint from people too. I'm not saying that I'm bad at reading people, but sometimes I just, I just think people are being friendly, and I'm always friendly. So, but when I'm friendly, some people think I'm being flirtatious. You know, who? People. What do you mean? Who? <laughs> no, I mean like at the bars. At the yeah, bars, yeah. or just we're talking with some of our casual friends who want to have sex, but I don't always get that feeling. Well, because they're not Demi, so they, yeah, they're not Demi Lovato. They're not cool so for the summer. A lot of gay people are used to hooking up in the bars and having casual sex. That is not something yeah. that you are inclined to do. So it's hard for you, from as an outsider point of view, oh, I love this. to yes. navigate whether they're truly interested in you or just want sex. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of the question. Do you struggle with people and, and being yes. interested? Yes, I do. Yes, I truly do. <laughs> and there have been times where people are like, you're an asshole. And I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I was trying to like, you know, come on to you. And I was like, was I responding or just trying to have a conversation and asking about what video games you were playing? Because there's a difference there. But also me asking about video games and what you're doing, your hobbies. What you're and this interested, is what that's me flirting. And people okay. don't get it. You, maybe you need to work on your. No, 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 no. <laughs> My secondary attraction is very much based on people's interests, yeah. hobbies, 
their passions. Like, I want no, to know, know about that. But what I'm trying to tell you is if you want to be better at this, you need to work on your flirting Here and make it more about the physicality. Hey, 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 you over there. You're really sexy and i think you're hot i don't think this music is helping your flirting yeah, wow that jock strap looks great on your bodacious body yaddy yaddy this very much feels like how benny hill oh, would okay. flirt. Well, oh, um <laughs> but this is actually i mean this was a good point and why i was so impressed like in the hookup that you had at iml that we discussed last week um mm -hmm. he sat down and had a conversation with you for a good 20 minutes and and yeah and that is what Close the deal for you. He secondarily yeah. attracted me. <laughs> no. Oh, guess who texted me this week? Did he? Text yeah. You? Oh. Saying, I love the podcast. Oh, <laughs> so he listened. Ah, yeah, he did. Um, but he was very like, oh, I thought it was very nice. I had a wonderful time with you too. And I was like, oh, thank you. He, so was really, he was really sweet. I'm always worried when we tell tales on well, the podcast who hears them and what they're going to say. But also, D, if you're listening, I hope you're doing well. Um, no, I appreciated the the check-in to be like, I thought that was really cute. That See, and that makes me feel like, I like but, that. Yeah, and that's so and I under I understand now that I know you're Demi, I didn't know you were Demi for six years. Um I'm always cool for the So now it you. explains a lot of your behavior. You're very sorry, odd, no, sorry. awkward behavior. Well, I, uh, so, but, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> when it comes to flirting, uh -huh. so your flirting style is not attraction style as well. And how I'm yeah. attracted to someone. Um you're not out going with the physicality i'm not sticking my ass in your face unless i have yeah, had a conversation yeah. with you and i think that you're and you hot. still you won't do that but yeah well, sometimes i won't because that's I, i'm 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 a, I'm a very sophisticated lady daddy uh-huh wow and Shit. reading is what <laughs> about to get you in trouble um what do you do as an outcome i do my best I, I, I try to communicate to the point where i'm like oh if you want to like play let's play but like i have to have that 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 emotional connection and understands you a little bit more. And so as a demi person, sometimes people need to give me a second try. And that's that's on me. And I realize that and I do my best to be kind to people and give them that second taste, you know, because gotcha. I taste I taste nice. Yes, you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, next question. I feel like I kind of answered that. But at the same time, everyone's on a journey. I'm still figuring out what demi means it, to me. And again, just. For the record, we're not experts. I mean, I am. <laughs> we're going off of our own personal experiences here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. We're, do, we're all doing our best, yeah. and that's the best we can do. Yeah. Um. How about this one from Scruffy Boy, who asks, "How did you, or how did others, figure out you and they were polyamorous? And what are the difference? Oh, between poly and open. We kind of talked about that. But how did you figure out you were poly, Daddy? Uh, did I. Do you want a cracker? <laughs> um, I figured out I was poly when I got in a relationship with you and then I got into another relationship and I had emotional feelings for both hmm. and um, we discussed it and you were open to it. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, let's, let's do that. Before that, I didn't know what poly was um, and we've Fair. tried several poly relationships. None of them have fully panned out. Uh, except for the pig. The pig's actually been pretty good. Um, okay, we can't say none of them then. Yeah, okay. no, it's, the pig's been great. And we've had, we have people that are constantly in our dynamics as well. But I think that's just it. Like, I also want to say, I want to call you out because we have tons of, not in like a bad way. <laughs> you look scared. But like, we have tons of casual dating people that are constantly in our wheelhouses, in our orbits, 
however you want to talk about it, like they're orbiting planets to our main planets, you know, or little asteroids who come and go, who text on the weekly, who we plan things with on the side. And while they're not in a relationship with us, they're part of our polydynamic. Yeah, I'd say I, I, I like your word orbit. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of people that come into your orbit, and that's different than your friendship circles. Your orbit is the people you hold very, very close to you and tight, um, and you have an emotional connection with. And some of them get into Uranus, and others are just little <laughs> asteroids. Jeez. You know, they fly by. I love space puns. <laughs> out of this world. No, but I think um, I kind of found out I was poly when you when you brought it up as well, because I have always been very much a live and let live and love and let love like if someone's interested in me, I've always been the one that was receptive to it because my deminess, which I didn't have the words for at the time, right. made me very what other people would call standoffish, but really just careful of my emotions and feelings because mm -hmm. I've had far too many people take advantage of that because I was kind. kind yeah, exactly. Because you're kind. I, and I, so, and I think it was your your lack of jealousy um, that drove me into, oh, this could actually work because I'm not a jealous person either. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying jealousy doesn't arise. I'm saying that I, it's your, it was your compersion for my relationship with this other person. Mm -hmm. You were like, oh, that's making daddy happy as well. Um, I was compersed. <laughs> You're very compersed. Compersed first. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Let's make compersed happen. Trying to be nice here. I know. Um, I appreciate that. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. So it was, it was that which was a new emotion from a partner that I had never had before. Yeah. Um, and then that, that opened all these doors to explore. And so I explored many avenues and we both did together. Uh, some of them panned out. Some of them didn't. And Polly in that way is, I think, what the, the, the landmine people fall on is, oh my God, it's so open and great and amazing and fun. And they forget to check in on and, and keep up the housekeeping. It's not just everything's fair game. It's everything's kind of open. You can pick and choose, but you've got to do it the right way so you don't leave, you know, home, home base a mess. Well, so... You have to be good at relationships to make poly work. Correct. So you are adding relationships. So if your first relationship that you're considering a primary is then you're putting so much attention on your second relationship or your third relationship or your fourth relationship, that's not going to work mm -hmm. um, because then they are feeling left out and hurt and and probably then getting resentment towards you. Yeah. So you have to be good at communication and being involved in relationships, not with just that first person, but all the other people that you brought on. You are leveling up yeah. your relationship. And again, that's why it's the next level up from casual openness, because you're bringing on more emotional expectations, relationships, um, and, and baggage can be good. Baggage can sometimes be good. Okay. It's not always bad, but you bring on more baggage. People have bags. And like having just one relationship, they change, yeah. they evolve mm -hmm. and people grow in different ways. So imagine adding more people to that calculation. If you can't so. carry that baggage, don't bring on the baggage because it will right. break your back and you will hurt yourself or someone else emotionally and right. hopefully not physically, but Emotionally is really important. Yeah. So how do we know when we had the emotional bandwidth and the physicality and the love to give someone else? But also when we had the stability between us that we felt like it was okay to do that because we had conversations yeah. and a connection that allowed us to have that compersed feeling for each other. 
Exactly. We need to make compressed a thing. Compressed. Yeah, it's the it's like the, the it's what you're doing when you're compersioning. See, because you can't say compersion. What do you keep in your compress? A lot of love <laughs> and no jealousy. No jealousy happens sometimes, and it's important to be able to to talk about that too. All I can see now is cum purse. <laughs> is this where you keep your cum? Yep. It's where I keep all my cum in my purse. I swear to Jesus. You need Jesus. Um, how about this one then? I think this will be our last question today. Again, if you want to ask us questions, Twitter, Instagram, follow us, please. Um, from Xander, who asks, kinks don't always involve sex. Fact. What are some of the best ways to approach your non-kinky partner about indulging your non-sexual kinks outside the relationship? Wait, best ways to approach your non-kinky partner. Kinky partner. About indulging your non-sexual kinks outside of your relationship, so your partner's okay, not so interested. Describe a non-sexual kink. I want to do puppy play, but not like I want. Okay. I want to just do like some wrestling and playing and okay. and be trained, but not in a sexual way. Because maybe my partner's like, uh-uh, no sex outside relationship. Okay, but you can have like fun cuddle times with friends. It, it's I could see that that's, being that's a such a slippery slope though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for you, <laughs> well, I mean, if, if I cuddle, I'm going to get a boner. Uh, Do you agree that <laughs> that's fine? Boner. Get, get broners. If, if I a get boner a boner, with your bro. I'm going to want to do something about it. If you get a broner, just let it happen. Get you know. Broner. <laughs> no, but so kinks don't always involve sex. That is a fact. Can okay. we agree? Sure. What do you mean? No, no. Sure is not an, a yes or a no. Yes. Oh, okay. Please Impact play. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What are some of the best ways to approach your partner about indulging your non-sexual kinks outside your relationship? Hey, partner. I mean, I feel like we've kind this of said this. This is the Christmas thing again. It is. Yeah. It's literally that. But in this in this case, your partner's open to it. How would you tell your partner? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to. Let's pretend I don't want any kinks at all. I'm your partner. We're Polly. How would you? How would you approach me with that? That was role play. No, I, 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 I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> See, I, not so easy. I, I, I want to um, be spanked, but I love you so much that I don't want you to be the one doing it. I want to do it with someone I'm not emotionally attached to. Oh, okay. When? Right. I, uh, I, I want to see this movie on Thursday that you're not interested at all. So like, it's a big anime film. How do you know you didn't ask me? Would you like to go see the Demon Slayer <laughs> oh, God, movie? No. Okay. <laughs> It's that easy, honestly, especially if you're in an open yeah, relationship. And if you, you position it in that thing in a way that I love you so much that I don't want to subject you to this. <laughs> subject Wow. <laughs> I don't want to do this to you because I think it would affect my emotional dynamic with you. And a lot of people have a problem with being like BDSM role play, humiliation, that kind of thing. Doing yeah. it with your partner that you love. It's hard to go back to that loving. There's just, and especially with uh, Dom sub uh, dynamics, it's hard to have an equal living uh, situation and then do those things as well. Um, True. No. So let's put it in a perspective. So sometimes it's easier to do that outside of your loving relationship mm -hmm. than it is with your partner, and that's how you have to present it. So uh, using a firsthand example, yeah. like there used to be a fetish night in Seattle. I think there still is a see Seattle's shout out to see Seattle's where me and my partner, the, the one that I had a good relationship with sure. would go to, and it was a fetish night. So there's kinky people, there's people doing bondage demos, but he, while we had an open relationship that was totally fine, he was not okay seeing me in sexual encounters with some, it made him feel weird when I was like puppy playing with other people. Cause it wasn't his kink, you know? Yeah. So he didn't want to see those sexual or non-sexual acts 
but he was totally fine with me doing it outside the relationship. You have a, a communication about it because seeing your partner in different situations like that can change how you view them. Not that you think that any less of them. No, and I had a big issue with this with our relate our own relationship because you know I we started out I was the dom, you were the sub, you're the puppy, um, and then. But I'm not, I'm not saying all puppies are subs, I mean, but that was no, no, our, no, no, no. I, I know the where this is going. I was laughing, and then I got laugh. a dom and wanted a sub, and I was putting that up on Twitter and 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 my just for fans, and so I was worried about if that would diminish my role as a dom to you and how you viewed me subbing for other people. Uh, we've had conversations about it. Yeah, and you say you just don't look at it. Um, well, so, but the, 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 the caveat there being like that, that is something that you're having fun with other people that doesn't involve me and that's fine. And I know that it's happening and I support you. So long as I know that you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it with and where your emotions lie, that's, what's important to me. Mm. I want, I want, I don't need to know what someone did to you. I don't even need to know that you were being like a big old greedy bottom sub piggy hole thing like that. I'm totally supportive of get it, daddy. But I want to know where your emotions are sure. because in our relationship, I want to know where we're at. And so long as we're good, I totally love that. That doesn't mean that I need to be a part of every sexual encounter, but I still see your stuff and I like the things that I'm a part of. And I like that. I like that you're out there having sexy times, but I think it's valid to say like, you don't have to be a part of every single sexual encounter if you're open or if you're poly and you're allowed to put up boundaries in whatever way, shape or form. If you guys don't want to have sex at the fetish nights in front of each other, great. Find people at those parties and go on your way. If you want to have your own sexy profiles, awesome. You don't have to follow your partner if it bothers you, but you have to be able to communicate that. Yeah. And I think that's important. I forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we answered your question and didn't did. go off on a tangent. I think we did. <laughs> I think we answered I, that just well, right. This is our podcast. God, we're good. We can <laughs> what a great answer. High that five. wasn't the question. High but we, five. So we answered something. And if you would like your questions answered, while we are not currently going to do another episode like this right away, we are always asking for your questions on the Twitter space and Instagrams. Please follow What's a Safe Word or Pup Amp or... You can find me on Twitter at Christopher Weston. That's Christopher with a K. Um, and you have to type in every single letter because I'm shadow banned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or now on TikTok, Mr. Christopher Weston. You should start answering sex questions on there. Just on be careful. I'll just be careful. I know. TikTok's it's a fucking so hard. Minefield. You can find me everywhere at Pup Amp. That's Pup Amp everywhere. Every, I'm, I'm every, everywhere. But this has been a What's the Safe Word production podcast. If you'd like to find us anywhere, we're usually at What's the Safe Word. And if you want to ask us any questions, you can always do it there. Thank you guys so much for listening again. And we will talk to you or answer your questions next week. And uh, oh. wait, wait. Uh, it, uh, if you like what we do, oh. go support us on Patreon. So bad. Or, I know you never so add, tell people too. about Patreon. Ha! Patreon.com. Ha! What's the safe word? Where you, you can videos, see this podcast podcasts. live. And you get to yeah. da, 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 all ah. the things. you love it. it okay. Was, okay. Next time. Bye. <laughs> I swear. We're so bad about plugging. You would think I love game in, we'd be better with I, plugging. I love plugs. Sometimes the plugs make me uncomfy, though, because I'm asking well, for it's it. Because you, you, your hole is the, you're too greedy. You're just supposed to give it to me. Yeah. <laughs>